Welcome to Bancroft's Broadcasts, the school podcast where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about the school and its community. This is the place to keep up to date and in touch with our school. So let's get into this episode of Bancroft's Broadcasts. In this episode of Bancroft's Broadcasts, we're meeting the leaders of the Bancroft's Muslim Association. We'll be asking about the purpose of the association, its role within the wider Bancroft's community, and what our four guests have learned and developed around their own skills in leadership and organisation. So let's meet our guests today. Hello, folks. Hello. I'm so glad you've joined us today to tell us more about what life is like within the Bancroft's Muslim Association. Um, To start with, let's just get to know who we have here. If you could each tell us who you are, maybe which year you're in at school and and how long you've been at Bancroft's. So my name is Yusuf and I've been at Bancroft School since year seven, third, and I'm currently in the upper six. Good to meet you, Yusuf. Hi, my name's Bilal. I've been in Bancroft since Alphas, so since year three, so 11 years, and I'm also an opposite. Brilliant. Glad you could join us, Bilal. Hi, I'm Zeba. I'm in the opposite currently, and I've been in the school since year seven. Thanks, Zeba. Uh, I'm Tara. I've been at the school since I was seven, and I'm completing my final year now. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Tara. So between you then, you've been at Bancroft's for, for quite some time. You're very much part of the school community. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Wonderful. Well, look, we're here today to discuss uh, a little about the, the Bancroft's Muslim Association. I'm right in thinking you're all of you involved in the association, yeah? Yeah, yeah. we are the leaders of the society. Yeah. You're the leaders. Okay. So just help us get to, to grips with what, what the association is. You mentioned you called it a society then. Uh, I've also read it described as an association. Well, what's it all about? So like, as the heads of um, BMA, it's our main aim to like, enhance experience at Bancroft's um, for all the Muslim students so they like are able to embrace their identity and become you know positive members of the Bancroft's Muslim Association. So to add on to Zeba I think she said becoming positive members of society is again being active and influential members as well and we're a society that's you know representing and embracing Muslims so that school they're aware that being in a diverse school where various religions and cultures are celebrated, they have that support system and they can rely on us. And most importantly, again, to reiterate what Zeba said, it's just like, it's basically embracing your unique identity as a Muslim in the school. And we want our Muslim students to feel proud that they are Muslim and be able to practice their faith in a safe space. This reflects so much of of what I've been told by other members of the school community. When we've got together for other episodes of of Bancroft's broadcast, people have told me about the the attitude towards diversity and inclusion at the school and really given me the impression that that is a real positive part of life there. Is that something you'd agree with? A hundred percent. I think our society, the way we've established it and the way we portray ourselves as one community rather than just being individual is our main ethos. It's about being one community and being united, also embracing these different ideologies, these different, um, you know, roots that people have and these different perceptions they have on our society. And I think the school has very much, um, you know, being diverse. I was just wondering what your thoughts were on the idea of diversity and inclusion at Bancroft's because when I've spoken to uh, other people within the school community, they've given me this really firm impression that diversity and inclusion really means something at Bancroft's and I wonder what you folks thought of that. Yeah, well, I think definitely um, 
Bancroft very much prioritizes diversity and inclusion. The BMA is actually on the um, on the DNA, the DNI team for diversity and inclusion, and that means that we take part in different events. So, for example, just recently we participated in um, International Women's Week by uh, International Women's Day. We uh, did an assembly um, which incorporated different faiths of the school and different um, societies and groups, where we led an assembly to the entire school talking about different women from different branches of society. So for example, um, the BMA, we talked about this woman called Rafaida al-Islamiyya and um, how she was one of the first surgeons in seventh century. And we really highlighted how um, it's important to know women from a broader range of different cultures so that female power becomes more accessible to each individual. I feel like we all have this concept and idea of like mainstream medics, but like, Rafaida al-Aslamiya from, you know, an Islamic point of view, she's not as well known. And it's so important for us to reiterate that message of like having a woman in Islam and a figure to look up to and a role model for like myself and Tara, for example. And we also wanted to um, achieve an idea that Islam is uh, all about equality because in the media, that's not always portrayed as being the truth. And we want to, uh, as a society, make sure we eradicate those those uh, false views. This is already so useful. You're telling me so much. There's a really interesting thing that you said, Yusuf, that I think that the rest of you have already demonstrated. You mentioned the idea that you're there to sort of help and support the school's Muslim students. But then I'm also getting the impression that it's about reaching out to the rest of the school and building everybody's understanding, perhaps, of your faith and of the role of different people within society. It sounds like you're there, not just for the Muslim students, but in a way for everyone. A thousand yeah, percent, yeah. yeah. I mean, good. again, to reiterate Bilal's point, the way, you know, the media can portray a religion, um, especially Islam, in such a negative light, it's about us debunking that stereotype and reinforcing that, no, Islam is a religion of peace. It's, being, it's about submission to the Almighty. And, you know, it's we can live peacefully together as one and that we're not these violent people who are trying to take over. We're just a religion that shouldn't be feared. I really like that point you made about the idea that though you have particular communities which are recognised and represented within the school, it's almost the most important thing at the school is is the the whole community of Bancrofts. And, and that sounds like a nice perspective. You've got those two levels of looking at it. Are there other faith groups at the school? Yeah, there's Afro-Caribbean society, there's Christian society, there's Jewish society. The um, Sikh and Hindu society. Sikh and Hindu well. society, equality society. We have a, a wide range of different societies mm -hmm. in the school. And they also participated in the um, International Women's Week. And that's where we meet up for the, we have the yeah. diversity, inclusion. Like meeting. Yeah. Weekly. Weekly? every fortnight so let's let's get to the real big question why is this important why is it important that groups like the bma exist um or the the other groups to, to represent other groups why is this aspect of, of representation and diversity so important um, it's really uh, we think it's really important because growing up and finding your identity at school anyways can be quite difficult and confusing and it's really important to help kids from a broad range of society as older students, but also particularly Muslim students who are younger and are a bit confused about, um, like for example, stereotypes of the religion and making sure that they are doing the right thing and just 
sort of giving them that helping hand and being there for questions when they have them as and when they need to just give that advice to younger students and really give on that legacy that we have created as a society as we have really established the BMA this year through um, making a team where different students are able to add to the group and um, be a part of the society as they wish and yeah just ask those questions when they need to. It also provides quite a nice feeling to see others in our society uh, flourishing and really embracing their identity and being able to feel like uh, being in a safe space in our society. Tara, you mentioned there about um, giving advice maybe to, to, to younger students, of offering that support. What's the sort of shape and nature of that advice and support? In, in practical terms, what advice and what kind of support do you, do you find yourselves as leaders giving to your, to your colleagues and peers? Well, sometimes it can be simply just, you know, questions about uh, when to pray or where to pray and where they can access that in school. But we've also recently set up a Congress-like system within our society. So that means there's different leaders in different um, year groups of the school. So we are the leaders of the general society and mainly the sixth form, but we are introducing, you know, a head of the middle school and a head of the lower school. So there's people more around their age that they can ask and, you know, confer with each other how they can fit in their prayer times or, you know, do assemblies in our weekly Muslim assemblies, they can um, have that opportunity to be able to present. And how are things like prayer times and prayer spaces accommodated at the school? How does that work? So um, we usually use like the PAC as our prayer room and... The, the, the PAC? Performing the Arts Centre. Performing Arts Centre. <laughs> Excellent, thank and, you. Um, it's, it's a really big space for all of us to pray and we've actually noticed that like since having like like a BMA system and the leaders, we've had such a huge number of people who partake in like different activities and in Jumma, like it's literally doubled the amount of people who are in these, like who participate. And also like, we try to make it as fun as possible. Like, obviously we have to reiterate the message and we have to like, you know, give it, give as much advice as possible. But also we try to like, you know, set up games and fun activities during Muslim assembly and in Jumma, like, Obviously, we have like a huge number of girls who also come nowadays. And before, um, we only had like Tara and I and a few other girls who would come to Jumma last year. And this year, it's literally doubled. Like we have to have two lines of prayer mats. Help me out with that term. You mentioned, is it? did you say jum, Jumla? Yeah. yeah. And and what is that the term for? So Jumma is Friday prayers in Islam. And right. that's, it's oblig- obligatory. And um, that's where we all pray together with a speaker who speaks in both Arabic and English and presents that. So that's a different uh, boy in the sixth form who normally leads that and that rotates each week. But also just to reiterate what Zabel was saying, I remember when I was younger, there weren't that many girls who attended Jumma yeah. and it felt, you know, a bit daunting and a bit scary when I um to attend these. So that's why when we were in sixth form, we really thought it'd be a good idea to interest, introduce female heads to the society as it was normally quite male dominated. And we didn't really want that view because that wasn't uh, the representation of Islam yeah. that we wanted to portray. Yeah, I think that's Tara's point on like, you know, people perceived it just to be a society run by males when in fact, again, that, you know, representation comes in where equality is so important, men and women are equal in Islam. And so bringing that new role in, we've seen a drastic change in our numbers um 
and the way we also lead the society like we're all bringing in different views and different different um avenues of knowledge. avenues yeah exactly and i think with tara's like congress system the things that we all agree to set up head of lower school head of middle school is it's about bringing all these different year groups together and you know making them feel comfortable with one another because, and letting them intermix because at Bangor school at the end of the day we are all one community exactly. at the end and, of the day we're all muslim yeah. despite our age gender exactly we're all muslim at the end of the day and we're all this huge like one big community so we shouldn't we shouldn't differentiate between the older years and the younger years yeah like whether you're female or male it's like everyone has and it's, chance yeah to exactly yeah. and it's about also humbling yourself it's not that oh the upper six or the lower six which are the year 12s and year 13s they have the most knowledge because you might have someone who's in year 10 who has more knowledge that's why you know learning from a yet an upper six can learn from a fifth former um or an upper fourth because at the end of the day we all can learn from one another and that's why the crucial the system of congress is so crucial and that's why we've also opened up the applications so people are able to apply and again it's also giving students a chance to lead and develop skills like communication skills, which are important in later life. Zeba, how many Muslim students are there at the school? 170. Oh, Yusuf knew. It was 170. <laughs> Yusuf, go for it. I had no idea, but yeah, yeah there's a lot of yeah, Muslim so students. And majority of them come to Jumman Muslim Assembly. And I'm really getting an impression that the, the role that you folks as leaders has really made a difference in terms of it, it, making changes, making decisions, encouraging more participation. You're actively making decisions and actively um, making improvements that sounds like it's it, it, improving the whole experience of being a Muslim student at Bancroft's and, and, and raising the profile of, of what you do. Yeah, um, I think we have been catalysts to see our numbers grow um, exponentially and um, uh, it's been good to see more people getting involved in the society, not just attending, but um, really diving two foot into everything that we do. And um, we have an event coming up on the 3rd of May. And so keep that slot open. What's the event, Bilal? So it's a Muslim charity event and we're going to be doing different activities such as like uh, fundraising and and we're gonna have uh like we'll have uh, talent, shows. talent shows we can't we can't we can't say everything yet oh right it's some of it a, it's some of it a surprise it's a little yeah. secret yeah but i am getting this impression that there's the multiple aspects to what you do then there's the side around around prayer and about understanding your faith but then there's also quite a lot of fun going on by the sounds of it in terms of these activities these other goings on it's important to obviously keep the foundations of islamic knowledge and and teach as well um which is something that we aim to do like at uh at our uh, jummas where we, we we deliver sermons but then we also want to on wednesdays like at muslim assembly we try and incorporate the funds so that we don't want uh obviously to remain and keep attention spans of of children between the age of 11 and 18 is, is difficult so you have to change up very often how do you do that? That's a good point you make. When you're dealing with with year sevens, year twelves, how do you account for the, the the needs of those different children within your society, within what you offer? So before, what used to happen was Bilal and I used to leave Muslim assembly, and way before, um, so we used to come into Muslim assembly and we would usually put a video on, or we just deliver a you know a ten to fifteen minute talk, and people used to come, but um, I think we reevaluated how we wanted to deliver our Muslim assembly, especially when we had youngest coming in. And, you know, we thought, as Bilal mentioned, the attention span is short. And um, 
I mean, it's natural for them to have short <laughs> attention span for, for some of them. Um, so we changed the whole thing up. We brought in Tar and Zaber, and um, they hey. always have really amazing ideas. So recently we had a calligraphy workshop. So we brought in calligraphy pens and they basically did Arabic writing. And this basically got everyone engaging. Yeah, just different yeah. activities such as yeah. games. Assemblies, we do quizzes sometimes. And I very, we yeah. like to mention these before or in an email so that people know what they're going to come and what they're going to do and it really excites them. A very popular one is actually Pictionary and we, <laughs> it's so popular and everyone like gets really excited and like it's, we have like two yeah, different teams had, and they just have yeah. to draw like different Islamic things and they... And then we have games and prizes as well at and the end. Yeah. That, Chocolate. Like, they, they end up learning these exactly. different... Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah exactly it's about learning and having fun at the same time I think. because i think we don't want to make it a period seven for the children <laughs> we don't want to yeah. give them another lesson we want to make sure that they're you know we're in school we're in an environment where we want to learn and if they're willing to come that, that's what they want to learn but we don't want to make it just a lesson for them we want to make them have fun be engaged and you know find it interesting and be wanting and willing to learn more and do you think it's this approach that you're all taking that's actually seen the numbers grow? The fact that you're taking such a really nice creative attitude towards the different the different activities, the different things you do. Do you think that's why numbers have grown? 100%. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It makes it more inclusive for everyone and exactly. just more accessible. Even Again, it might seem daunting if you feel like you haven't got the knowledge and you might compare yourself to others, but putting everyone on that equal footing and just... Coming yeah. together, yeah, because yeah, we're all here to learn from one another, as I said, and what Bilal said about, you know, at the same time, we want the foundations there. Mm. Yes, we are a society that are going to have fun. And yes, that's why our numbers have grown. But at the same time, you know, establishing those five daily prayers is so important. It's establishing the key pillars is again so important. For instance, like we did a talk on um, the first word to revealed by God was Ikra, it was read. And the thing is, we really have to contemplate on that because why was the first word read and not worship? Because worship is more powerful than reading. And God says, no, read, because to read is to gain, uh, gain knowledge, is to contemplate over what you're doing and, you know, gaining an insight and having knowledge, because I think having knowledge is so powerful, mm. especially nowadays when you're bombarded with so many viewpoints and stuff. It's about standing up for yourself as a Muslim. And we want to provide those foundations but in a fun way, in a fun way as well. And being yeah. able to, you know, have that insight and see things all from a different perspective mm. in a world where there are so many different perspectives. So you've told me quite a bit about your society and, and the, the changes, the positive changes you've brought to it. What does the future hold? If we were to come back and chat to each other in a year or a couple of years' time, do you think the society may have changed a bit as the future goes on? We've had a lot of like different um, lower sixth get involved. So the year below getting involved into like our Muslim assemblies and like contributing to like help with the representation and obviously the um, event on the 3rd of May. And once we leave, we just hope that our legacy can continue and we can also have like the continuous representation and the continuous like fun while also teaching and like, you know. Involvement with all the different students. Yeah, exactly. And we're just thankful that we've had this opportunity to even set up a society and like bring a sense of like family and community within this society that we have. What we want to see in the future, um, we have an Instagram page. So it's at BMA Bancroft. And on the Instagram page, you're always updating our followers on what to do, um, not what to do, <laughs> on what's happening around school 
um, within our society. Um, so once yeah. we leave, hopefully we'll be able to still uh, monitor and see like yeah. the, still see the what's going on. Yeah. Check out to see all your good work is still thriving and, and moving ahead. So we also currently want to set up a students and parents ISOC. ISOC? Again, it's, Islamic society. It's like an Islamic society. So it's for old Bancroftians. So um, the different alumni. And, yeah. um, we want to be able to, for students to have that support and um, get the parents involved. And, so parents um, are also aware about what we're doing as well as uh, a community. Yeah. I see. And that reflects the whole idea of community that, that we know is important at Bancroft's, doesn't it? So whether you are an existing student, whether you are a, an alumnus and you used to be at the school or, or whether you're a parent, it sounds like you're saying that, that that's still part of the community and you want to make sure you keep serving that community. Yeah, that because we want to gain uh, help from wherever we can, whether that's through different ways of um, teaching and helping us provide information to students and different creative avenues to take that down or um you know with event planning so with our third of may event that we're we're um raising money for the charity to help um members in turkey and syria after the earthquake um but we, we're using parents help as well with that for different event plannings and yeah. maybe auctions and stuff auctions and yeah, yeah. So when you do leave then, the four of you as leaders, does that mean there will be four new leaders who are currently lower six who will step up to continue your good work? It might so, not necessarily be four leaders because we haven't decided the exact number, but recently we opened up, as we were talking about earlier, an application system to apply for four leaders. So um, currently we're getting in a lot of applications and that's good to see. And um, we're going to choose the most suitable leaders, but also we'll have different roles that we haven't had this year or previous years at all for like the head of lower school and head of upper school. And it's not necessarily just lower six and upper six. This year we've um, Open we've opened different. the roles to whole year groups. So Even ranging from thirds house. all the way till fifth form. I'm um, uh, sorry, all the way till thirds till upper six. And I think, again, that's quite key as well. And what advice would the four of you give to perhaps younger students who are thinking of trying out a leadership role such as the ones that, that, that you're fulfilling, whether that's from a Muslim perspective or I suppose in any group or society that calls for, for a bit of leadership and gives that opportunity for leadership, what advice might you offer? So it's really just about sort of having that confidence and not being afraid to put yourself out there with that leadership. It's very It's a very welcoming environment. Everyone's friendly with each other and, you know, just not being worried about it because there's always people to help and help you be organized and organize different events. Um, it's also about having adaptive communication skills, I would say, because there's, you have to be able to, um, you know, build a rapport with years younger than you and different older than you, but then also be able to talk to teachers and organize stuff with teachers to help you present your society in the school and run assemblies. So, And do you think having that leadership role and having that opportunity has, has helped you develop those sorts of skills? Definitely. It's become so useful in my life with um, gaining those skills and being able to take them further into life with me. And I'm really thankful that we've yeah. had this opportunity. And exactly. It's so yeah. accessible for everyone. It's... And that's what we want to reiterate so that anyone can get those qualities here and take them with them throughout life. We've also like learned like how to delegate as well and how to like, help others in younger years because I feel like as Tara has previously mentioned like it's it's so important that the younger years feel welcome and like they feel comfortable to be able to talk to us because 
me like I can speak for myself and I'm sure Tara can and Yusuf and Bilal can too it was like when we were in year seven or something it was a lot harder for us to speak to like older years but nowadays I feel like it's so much easier mm. for like the year seven and year eight to be able to speak to us again I think it's because we have that system set up yeah again what Tara said it's also being adaptive so realizing where you need that change and being proactive in that change and I mean, I think for all of us, it's been such a real journey. There's been ups and downs in everything that we do. And that's all natural. That's going to happen. It's just about, you know, sticking, um, sticking together and making sure that you can overcome those hurdles. And it's about being, I think a lot of people see this role as like a burden, as if it's, you know, an extra job, no, as no. if it's, it's just something that's, you know, it's like an extra task on your day when it's not, it's, um, it's a very, we're it's very blessed. Yeah, yeah. We're very blessed to have the role because at the end of the day, you're making a change in your community, uh, but also in the wider community as well. For instance, we had the charity events. Yeah. Um, so we want students. So rather than just being a community just for Muslims, we try to impact the wider society. As I said, doing charity events. So we raised money recently. Oh, we had the, an armed clothes day as well. Yeah. Um, for yeah. Pakistan floods. Exactly. Um, so it's really nice to be able to um, set up those things with the help of different teachers, such as Miss Chana, who helped us set up that own clothes day. Um, and during the week prior to the own clothes day, we we delivered uh, a number of assemblies to different year groups and um, just to raise uh, awareness of why we are raising the money on, on the own the clothes day. The devastating floods that were in Pakistan so, at the yeah. time. And where and the money was going to. And we managed well. to raise, um, alhamdulillah, quite a lot of money. And that was really, really, um, it's, really fa it's a really um, rewarding, rewarding experience. Yeah. yeah, because you're seeing you're seeing your efforts not go to waste, they are going to, you know, it's, it's a, to a valuable cause. And again, like God says to us that, you know, if you take up, if you take this role, if you, if one of you guys are listening to this podcast, become heads of BMA or heads of upper school, lower school, this role is a blessing. Um, and, you know, I've realized that whilst doing this role, it hasn't actually made my life harder. We've always been dependent upon each other. And also and, we yeah. believe that with the time that you dedicate to the society, we believe uh, fundamentally that God will put a uh, like reward in that time and that time that you've invested, if you want to be revising, for example, for your A-levels or GCSEs, you might actually, in the shorter amount of time you're revising, you'll have more, more efficiency then because God's allowed you to do that. Well, I mean, I'm really grateful to, to all four of you, Tara, Yusuf, Bilal and Zaber. You've you've helped me understand quite a lot more. And to me, it sounds like there's three important things going on here. You've described how you are supporting and encouraging other Muslim students at the school and the importance of that. You've also explained how you're reaching out to everybody within the school community to, to, to help understandings of, of, of different faiths and the importance of that. But I also like that really strong message you're giving about what you've learned as individuals, as leaders, and the way you've embraced this opportunity to step up, to take on a bit of leadership, uh, to learn new skills, and to really give yourself that, that, that different perspective of, of what it means to take a, a leadership role in society. And the way you've described that to us has been so, so useful. So yeah, thank you all four of you. That's been really interesting chatting to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. We were hearing there about the Bancroft's Muslim Association. Tara, Bilal, Zaber and Yusuf shared their perspectives on how the association fits within Bancroft's inclusive approach and how, as leaders, they themselves have learned so much about the way they're able to contribute to their community.